Today's episode is brought to you by Olive Branch Bookkeeping. Do you have a pulse on where your finances stand in your business? If you're not tracking your income and expenses, how do you know when to make decisions in your business that are critical to your profitability? Olive Branch Bookkeeping is here to help you take charge of your business and financial future. Click on the link in the show notes to get in touch with them today. All right, welcome back everyone to another episode of The Wealthy Entrepreneur. I'm here with my co-host, Carrie Briner. Um, and today, sorry, you were about to say something. No, sorry. <laughs> I was just smiling. <laughs> you said uh, my name. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about um, work-life balance. And is it a myth? Is it true? Can it uh, can it happen? Yeah. And uh, if you guys haven't already, go back and listen to the last episode where we discussed optimizing your life and business. I feel like that conversation really leads into what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and then a quick reminder for you guys, especially if you're new to the show, make sure to go check out our Facebook group, The Wealthy Entrepreneur. Uh, it's a group that supports realtors, entrepreneurs, any sort of business owner. Uh, we wanted to build a community where you guys can all come together and we can work on actually improving our lives and our business simultaneously. And um, we just get, you know, the show is called The Wealthy Entrepreneur, but it's easy to get so focused on money. And that's not at all what we're trying to talk about. We're, we're really here to discuss uh, how to live a better life and create businesses that bring you joy and energy and um, you know, at the same time, if those things are all in, in alignment, you should be making more money. So Yeah. I mean, a wealthy life is not always a life full of money, and yet um, it's an easier life. Right. And so if you can integrate the two in a, in a good way, you should have a better life and a better business for sure. And so we love to hear about your struggles and, you know, the things that you're doing to have a better life and business. And we believe that we surround ourselves with those conversations. We're going to grow into them. So that's yeah. what the Facebook group is all about. Yep. And uh, each week we'll have, you know, these episodes in there. So we'll, we want to keep that discussion going. So if we're talking about work-life balance, we, we want to hear from you guys. Make sure you comment, uh, submit any sort of topics or whatever. So, yeah. But I'm going to let Carrie kind of lead this one because we had started down the conversation of work-life balance and she had made a comment in the last episode that it was a myth and we had touched on it slightly. And so I wanted to make sure she had the opportunity to, to discuss. Yeah. So... so when I was um, in my early 20s all the way to my early 30s as an entrepreneur with two little kids, I always heard the word or the, the phrase work-life balance. I mean, yeah. everybody was trying to achieve it. And how do you achieve it? In fact, right. it wasn't like, um, could you? It was how do you? That was the messaging back then, um, which then makes you believe that you should be able to mm -hmm. because you're trying to figure out how you're going to. And for 11 years, selling real estate at a high level and raising two boys and um, all the things, I was not achieving any sort of balance. Yeah. And over the years, it really started to be this snowball effect of feeling less and less confident in myself of being able to do it and even less competent in terms of like, being able to be somebody who works and be a mom and be a spouse and be a good child. You know, my family lived close to me. I mean, it was like this whole, you know, mindset that started to become like, well, I don't think I can do that. I'm not good at that. And other people do it, but I, apparently I don't know how. And you start questioning yourself yes. and your, your ability to handle life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, and so here's an interesting thing that happens, or at least it happened to me. And the more people I've talked to about this, it seems it happens to them too. So they feel less confident in their personal life. Mm -hmm. They feel more confident in their business life because that's something that they're still having success with. So they tend to gravitate towards the place where they feel better about themselves. Most people don't put themselves in a position where they feel crappy. 
Right. So without realizing it, then you become even more focused on the one thing, which makes you more out of balance. And then you feel worse about yourself over here and better about yourself over here because you're spending more time over here. Of course, right. wherever you spend more time, you're going to be better at it. Right. So you're, so you're building that in yourself just by trying to achieve work-life balance. You're actually putting yourself even more out of, yeah. out of a balance. So you say, I can't achieve it. And you're, it's actually like a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point, right? Okay. Without knowing it. Right. So that's what happened to me. And when I've, when I've shared that story, people are like, oh, my gosh, that's what happened to me. And, or that's what's happening to me. And so that's why I like to tell that story because first and foremost, you have to realize it's happening. I didn't even realize it was happening. Otherwise, I would have stopped it. So it goes for 11 years. And ultimately, at the end, it was like me calling myself a workaholic because honestly, I named myself that because I think it was almost in justification or like, that's just who I am. So I don't yep. have to feel so bad about it anymore. It's just it's a really interesting thing. It becomes an identity. And then your identity is really just um, what you believe about yourself. Your personality, by the way, is a derivative of what you believe about yourself. So you act like that yeah so that also is this perpetuation and so it was this really crazy thing that i unraveled later but at the time i didn't understand it so now i can look back and say that work-life balance was never a real thing that's why i couldn't achieve it nobody has ever achieved actual balance and that isn't what you should be striving for you should be striving for something that's attainable which would look more like maybe an integration mm -hmm. of your life and your business and we talked about this in the last couple episodes. It's not possible to compartmentalize work and life. So they are integrated. Right. So how do you just make sure that you're not focused only on one thing? That's what we're talking about here in The Wealthy Entrepreneur. How do we make sure we have goals and visions and purpose yep. around our identity? And it fills all these different buckets so that we make sure we have touch points right. in all those places of our life. And that they're all there's a priority there. Yeah, because um, otherwise you're just focused on work and then you end up... That's Looking back and yeah. you've not fulfilled anything else. Yeah, 11 years is gone. And what do you have to show for it besides a bunch of money that you spent? Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess I want to discuss, because I know you've got some other key points you want to make. But when we talk about balance and not being able to have a balance, but integrate, integrate life and, mm -hmm. and work and everything else, you know, for people who have kids, mm -hmm. I think it can be very difficult because you get so caught up in work, right? You have... You have deadlines. You got people to talk to. You got jobs to get completed. You, whatever it might be, you have all these responsibilities over here, and you don't want to let them down. Mm -hmm. But then you end up letting down your kids, or maybe you focus too much on that side, and now you let mm -hmm. down business. How do you, even though we're talking about how there's no way to balance them, how do you manage keeping mm -hmm. them both integrated but both running smoothly at the same time? Well, I think it goes back to one of our earlier episodes, actually, that I learned, which was first and foremost, and we might be jumping ahead, but this is an actional step. You know, you have to set goals in the most important parts of your life. So in your goal setting that you just did here in January or maybe December, was it all business goals? Was it all no. financial goals? For a lot of people, it is. For mm -hmm. you, it wasn't. For me, I actually have a... Now, I'm, I've been kind of redoing it because a lot of times I've created goals that actually don't align with what I want out of life, even though I think I want them mm -hmm. as I'm doing the goals. It's like, oh, I'm going to do all this business. And then I start questioning, well, why do I want to do that? Mm -hmm. And that's for a whole nother episode. But, yeah. um, but I actually have this living document thing that kind of tracks down what my 10 year, my five year, my one year, mm -hmm. and it, it is personal and business all in one mm -hmm. document. That's awesome. And I would say probably maybe 20% of entrepreneurs do that. 
um, at least in my experience. I don't know. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. Um, and hopefully we have a lot of people that are looking at both their business and their life. But oftentimes when I'm coaching with people, they're like, well, I mean, sure, I have an idea of what I want to do. And I know I want to go on a certain amount of mm-hmm. vacations or I want to do a certain amount of things. But at the end of the day, do I actually set a goal and focus on them like I focus on my business goals? And the answer for most people is no. And so I didn't. And that's why I was so focused on the one thing. So then when I started to actually set those goals um, uh, around each other, then I started to make sure that, um, yeah, there were actionable items that I did, if not every day, at least every week, so that I was going to be able to get closer to that goal it forced me to put it as a priority and put it on my calendar. So the first step anybody should take is if you aren't doing that, please do that. Um, And you're making deposits basically mm -hmm, into different areas of your life. And so then that's where I feel like that's where I feel like it then becomes integrated. Meaning like when you have children, I Mm -hmm. tell, and I'm going to speak to realtors because that's what I've been for 23 years, but it's like, we try to make these so separate, but let's think about all the things we do in our life to spend time with our kids, taking them to birthday parties, going to their games. Yeah. We can integrate the fact that we have all of these places to go that we would go no matter what to build relationships with people authentically. We're not right. walking around giving people our business cards for goodness sake. Some people sake. are. Yeah, boy, right. We aren't <laughs> doing that. We don't suggest that. But you know what I mean? Like, are you purposeful in just realizing, oh, I spend every week with these people and I should be purposeful about building a relationship with them so that they know me, like me, trust me, and vice versa. Yeah. Not for a self-serving purpose, but for the fact that I'm in a relationship-driven business. And if I have more relationships, I'll always be taken care of in business. Right. And I will have the opportunity to help people. And it's so interesting because even though that seems obvious, what happens is in our mind, we try to keep everything separate naturally. So then we're going to those places and we're yeah. not doing that. And then we're sitting there going, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here for two and a half hours and I should be following up with my client. Our mind is like stressing us out. When if we yeah. would just relax a little bit and realize we can actually be enjoying the game, we can be present for our children, we can be building new relationships and all of that is moving both our life and our business together. So that's just one little example. Right. But like me, when I was... Um, when I used to work out, when I first started running, because I was training and I had never, I also told myself I was never a runner. This is just a small example. And now you run all the time? Well, I don't now, <laughs> but I'm getting back into it. I did. Um, but, you know, so I started to run and I was like, okay, I need music to run. Like, first of all, my mindset was I'm not a runner. I hate running. I had, right. a, bad, I had a bad mindset around it, which was the first problem. But so I was like trying to pump myself up with all this music. And my coach was like, you need to listen to audible because look at all the value. I mean, the, the, the miles that you're running and the time that you're spending, yep. you could be filling your own mind. You could be growing yourself, but then look at how this could leak into your business. Because at the time I was coaching a lot of people and I was leading a lot of people. Right. Um, and so I just said, you gotta be kidding me. I am not going to listen to a book when I'm trying to run. This is like two torturous things. You know, yeah. I just had this really weird mindset. I started doing it and it was one of the most amazing things, but yeah. that's just an example of, you can't tell yourself you can't you don't have enough time. If you're creative a little bit here, you can do things and they're going to help you in different areas of your life, I guess is my point. The time thing is, is huge. And I still catch myself saying, I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. Um, Really what you should be asking yourself when you don't want to do something is, do you not have enough time or are you choosing to not have the time? Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to choose not to have the time for something. Right. Um, I had to opt out of some sort of training today that, just really wasn't bringing me the value that I wanted it to. And I, I just said, you know, I'm just not going to spend my time on this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it's very easy to catch yourself, and I do it all the time because I get busy, mm -hmm. and busy doesn't always mean productive. Yeah. And then I say, I don't have the time for this. Yeah. And really, it's because in my own mind, I'm already overwhelmed. And mm -hmm. so, yeah. Well, so this idea of time and how we think of it actually leaks into the same conversation of work-life balance or work-life integration. So I used to say, I don't have enough time. How can I be a mom that's super attentive, mm -hmm. be healthy, be exercising, be a good spouse, visit my parents, do all the work stuff like Right. Hey, boss, how is that possible? I don't have enough time. I would always say that. And what I realized was, and that's why I felt like a failure, because it felt hopeless. Like, yeah. it was never going to happen. So what am I trying for? This isn't ever going to come to reality. So instead, I actually, again, this all came from different coaching conversations, and they've been so valuable to me. Here's what I was subscribing to. The idea that I needed a lot of time to move the needle forward in each of these areas made it then impossible for me to have enough time. So what I mean by that is I thought I literally had to be home half the day with my kids every day in order to be a good mom. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to spend so much time with them that it was unrealistic. I was thinking I needed to be going to this trainer, driving a half an hour, working out for an hour, driving a half an hour. That's a lot of time Yeah. Um, every day. And I thought I had to do this and this and this. And so it became overwhelming because then if I looked at that, I didn't have enough time in a day. Like, right. Literally. Physically. Yeah. Like it didn't exist. So instead, it, the, the coaching conversation was, well, is that true? Do you actually need to do all the things that you think in order to make an impact? So entrepreneurs tend to be type A, mm -hmm. like super driven. And so we think we have to like do it all. We have to go big or go home. The problem with that concept is we want to do everything big and we want to do all the things and we don't have enough time for all of that. So yep. we, we need to spend four hours lead generating. No, you don't. The reason why you're spending four hours lead generating is because you're doing a whole bunch of other things at the same time and you're distracted. You're yep. not focused and you're not present. Do you really have to spend hours with your children to be a good parent? Not necessarily. If you were actually focused, if you were actually present, you didn't have your cell phone, you were just spending total time. You could go to a half an hour coffee date, ice cream with your child and move the needle forward in your relationship. And yep. that's the key is that we could actually walk around the block for a half an hour. And if we did it every day, we would have an impact on our health. But we're thinking we've got to do such big things that it, it's not possible. So what I, what, I, what I did and what I've helped other people do is to actually stop thinking that way and go really small mm -hmm. and just make sure that then... All the things are done in the week, but they're smaller, they're smaller things. They're more purposeful, intentional, shorter things. Right. And then at the end of the day, what I realized is I actually moved the needle forward in all those areas better because it forced me to be present and purposeful. And before, when I was spending hours, I wasn't present at all. That's why I needed hours. Right. It was a and huge And it wasn't as, as intentional, where no. you were being more intentional in the shorter yeah. periods of time. And the phone thing you brought up is like... Huge. I'm yeah. sorry, but it is, it's a, probably the, one of the biggest distractions for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, people might be listening thinking it's not. Um, something you can do that I did on my phone, I mean, this is just what I did, right? But I turned off notifications of social media. Yes. So because, especially if you, you know, we're, we're being pushed to do, you know, content, we're doing all these things, mm -hmm. right, for our business, and, and maybe it's just personal stuff, that will pull you off of task so fast mm -hmm. every time you see a notification. Mm -hmm. They have literally designed the apps to override your 
brain. primal brain, yeah, to to cause you to be distracted mm-hmm. and go back on. Mm-hmm. That's what they. That's how they make money. So I turned off the notifications to my social media, and I've had them off for at least a year, yeah. maybe maybe a year and a half. The other thing too is I put on all of our phones now have something that tracks the the usage. Oh yeah, I do so too. So it'll track it's like a health thing and mm-hmm. it'll track how much time. Like if you've been on social media 5 more hours this week than last week, mm. it's and trust me, 5 hours is not a lot when it sounds like a lot because in a day it's a lot, but you will waste more time throughout your life messing with your phone. Mm-hmm. And if we were able to just put those things down and then mm. be intentional about yeah. the time we're spending. Well, I mean, I, I started doing this with clients and crazy things happened. Like they were like, gosh, you know, I always spend three hours a day lead generating. And so what we identified is they were lead generating, but they were thinking about the next appointment they were going to. They were taking a phone call from their spouse. They were checking an email. They were replying yeah. to something. And so they keep getting distracted and going back. So they didn't spend three hours lead generating. They were sitting in the office in a time slot on their calendar that said lead generation. And that was the focus, but it wasn't an actual purposeful, intentional, more importantly, a present focus. And when they actually started to go, okay, I'm going to make it shorter because then none of these things can come in. I'm not taking a call. I'm not looking at my email and everybody can wait for 45 minutes or 30 right. minutes. And, and unless it's an emergent situation with my spouse, right? What they actually realized is that they were so present that they found more opportunities, that they realized that they were rushing through these conversations, that they were just doing a task to do it. It was taking them longer and they got less opportunity. Then when they actually slowed down, became present, listened, had some real conversations, and they didn't feel as anxious because it was a shorter period of time. And probably less conversations. Yes. They probably could get through less conversations if you're more aware of your each each conversation. Yes. And it was just like, okay, that's a huge aha. We can do that in all the areas of our life if we want to. And so I think that would be a really actionable, an actionable item for you guys is to just realize, am I really spending the time in a purposeful, intentional, you know, present way? Yeah. You probably aren't if it's too big of a time uh, chunk, honestly. And I'd advise or have you try, just see if it works for you. It might not work for you, but it had, it did work for me and it does work for some others is to take a three hour down to an hour, you know, or an hour down to 30 minutes and just see what happens because our mind plays a lot of tricks on us. And one of the things it does is that if it's too long of a period of time, it starts to make us worry what's going on on social, what's going on here, mm-hmm. what's going on here. Oh my gosh, people are waiting for me. I've got to respond to that email. Yep. If it's a shorter amount of time, you can shut that off a lot easier and not be stressed out about it. Right. And the thoughts in your mind are as distracting as a cell phone can be. Yeah. And um, I just started, <laughs> you just, I just <laughs> lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, I was going to say this can be in your business too. Mm-hmm. So we're talking a lot about life. Yes. But meetings, we uh, as business mm-hmm. owners, entrepreneurs, real estate agents, whatever, we create these long, hour-long meetings, mm-hmm. and it drives me crazy. And that's probably because I'm a high D on the scale, the disc mm-hmm. profile scale. So I am very like, get to the point. I don't want to mess mm-hmm. around with this conversation. But um, there's a lot of times we put an hour-long meeting on our calendar yeah. for something that could be done if it's with your employees, with if it's with your teammates or whatever. A lot of those times, that could be a high-level 15-minute meeting Yeah. if you were intentional about what you're talking about. But what happens is you might kind of, talk around certain things and you fill the hour because you feel like it's not productive unless you were there for an hour. Yeah. Because you had it on your calendar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it works both. 
life and business. Yeah. So shave everything off by like 15 minutes on your calendar tomorrow. And, um, you know, if you give yourself, you'll, you'll fill the time allotted. So if you give yourself 45 minutes instead of an hour, you will do it in 45. If you gave yourself 30 minutes, you'd probably do it in 30 minutes. And you might find that naturally you will be more focused and intentional and present because you've got to get it done. Right. So that's a great thing. So actionable steps. Yeah. So let's have, uh, I would say, you know, just to clarify what we talked about, the first thing is you have to understand um, what your priorities are in order Mm -hmm. to not, in order to achieve an integration of work and life. I think that you have to know what the priorities are and recalibrate what those are. And then you have to make sure that they fall somewhere in your calendar at some point in the week, if not every day, if it can't, if some of the things honestly show up monthly for some people, it it depends what they are. Um, The reality is not everything deserves the exact same amount of attention and, and you can get more things done in a day if you're more purposeful. So the second actionable item would be um, look at what you have in your calendar and see if you can reduce it and force yourself to be more purposeful, intentional and present. And then, psychologically speaking, when it's shorter, you can talk yourself into not worrying about all the other things that need to get done so that you can do that. And and give yourself some grace. You don't need to be um, go big, go home when it comes to priority management and when yeah. it comes to integration. I think that's very self-sabotaging. And that's what most of us do. And that's why we feel like a failure. Well, and I think too, because I'm one of those people that can be start getting a little overwhelmed, like I start looking at the details and then it's like, mm-hmm. I get too many things going on. Mm-hmm. If you separate it out, in four areas of your life, right? Like this is kind of how we're setting up our Facebook group is like your health, your relationships, what's your purpose, and then your business. Mm-hmm. And if you can check those things, mm-hmm. and, and just even if it's at a minimal, if you're able to separate those things, I think it's a little easier to start looking at like, those are kind of your core, yeah. the core things you should work on. Yeah, and then if you feel so inclined, actually use your calendar, make sure they're all in there somewhere. That's what integration is and color code them. Then you can yeah, say, these areas of my life is this color, this area is this color. I do that because you know what? In literally a snapshot, I can go to next week and I can see if I'm going to be not integrated. Right. <laughs> and I go, oh, I need to add something in or why did that fall off my calendar or, maybe or take whatever. stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I think this was a great episode. I think it should give you guys a lot of value. If you um, have any suggestions or want to talk more around this, make sure to go to our Facebook group, uh, The Wealthy Entrepreneur. Other business owners are on there like you. They want to keep talking about this. We want to help. And then if you guys have any suggestions for different topics you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, Mm -hmm. submit those to us as well. Yeah, we'll see you guys there. All right. See ya.